0: Um, if you are, well, live or recorded, Lindsay had a good idea and kind of made this a little hiring theme. So if you're uh, listening to the recording, I guess you get what you get, but if you're live, you can ask questions, um, in the chat to Lindsay regarding hiring and I'll hook you up. And if you're not live, but want to be join our Facebook group, just go to growmycleaningcompany.com or Facebook and search, grow my, I don't know, find the grow my Company Facebook group It's free. Hop in. You can join us live. Uh, Hit us with the... Let's let's kick this party off, girlfriend.
1: All right. So our first question comes from Raina Garrick. She is one of our former clients. So awesome. Thanks for emailing us in. She said, Mike, what are your thoughts about doing interviews via Zoom? Many times I waste time going to a coffee shop to have applicants not show up. Even with reminders, I waste gas, time, and money buying coffee doing that.
0: Yeah, great question. So I mean, certainly it's possible. It's not like there's a law against it or anything against it, but it's also inferior. Um, Keep in mind, we're selling labor, right? That's all we really have. I mean, we're selling a result, but 99% of the result comes from the cleaner. So it's a big deal. This is a big part. Um, That said, when I do my group interview, when I would have you guys do group interviews, it would be for um, multiple benefits, right? It wouldn't just be to hire. So A, I'm typically going to have a cleaner with me to do a training. Like I want to train them and some leadership and some interviewing and, and hiring. Um, so if somebody shows, great. If nobody shows, I get 20 minutes with that employee one-on-one. And it's a little bit of opportunity to build culture, make them feel special. So it's not like wasted time. Um, that said, so I wouldn't say wasted time, money, gas. I'm like, eh, It's just a different way to invest it. That said, if you're getting a lot of people not showing up for interviews, I'm probably going to increase my budget. Like if I do, I like, Kind of have it, and if you're doing them only one time a week, I might consider two. Because if you're one time a week, say you do them on Wednesdays, well, everybody applies Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Probably not going to come to Wednesday's interview. But if you do them kind of Monday and Thursday or something, no one's more than three or four days away, so you're you'll you get more people showing up. So I would instead of moving my interviews to Zoom, because also it's a lower barrier entry to them, right? They don't have to put on clothes and get to the place and like follow instructions. Like we are basically paying them to show up at a place at a certain time. I would like them to demonstrate they can show up to a certain place at a certain time looking presentable. Um so again, Rain, it's not the end of the world or like you're a terrible human or it can't work. Um I would there's just those are the reasons I would do it in person. Anything to add, Lindsay, anything I'm missing? No, I think there's
1: definitely something to be said for being live in person. Like there's so many cues and body language things that you don't always see over Zoom. So I agree. Um, All right. So next question. We got kind of a few questions from people that were asking similar things. so I'm going to sum them up. Um, Basically this one comes from Katia on Facebook and Mark on Facebook. Um, What method should I use to identify and clarify what my company's core values are? So is it, Should I look for people with the same characteristics that I have? And then what questions, what type of questions should I utilize in the interview process to see if their core values match?
0: Yeah. So it's a really good question. First and foremost, you've got to be crystal clear on your core values. When we take clients on, that is one of the very first things that we do. And that process took me years and we can help you do it in a couple of weeks uh, or even a couple of days. But kind of difficult to do online or <laughs> virtually or you know in this one to many environment we're we're in here so i'll do the best i can in the time that we've got first and foremost the biggest mistake people make is they do aspirational core values not actual core values so they'll have core values like be professional be detail oriented um, you know, customer's always right. Or just things that they think that they're supposed to say, but keep in mind, your core values are yours personally. They're who you are, not who you want your people to be. Right. So you probably didn't come out of the womb going, the customer's always right. Right. It's not who you are. It's just something you want your people to do. And you can still have rules, right? Like, the rules are basically going to fall best example I always use is biblical you know G, God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses the Jewish people made like six hundred rules on top of that to be exactly like what the Sabbath is and isn't there's all these rules and uh, in the New Testament somebody asked Jesus like of all the you know trying to trap him of all the 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 Commandments which are the most important and he said, love God and love people basically a little longer than that but pretty much, if Lindsay and I are married and I love her and her husband and me and my wife, God doesn't have to say don't commit adultery. Like I kind of get like that's not a very loving. If I'm loving God, I'm loving people, I don't need the don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't like all the other stuff is kind of covered. So if you get your core values right, you don't need a bunch of other rules because they're kind of like I don't, I've never explicitly told Lindsay, hey, when we do events, please don't punch the other employees or or team member like clients, please. Because that's we've got the core value rules. So when your core values are right, the rest of the rules are going to kind of cascade down from them. So for us, let's have fun, make money, be real, and help out. So if I'm like, you know, Lindsay's our customer happiness manager, and if I'm like, Lindsay, make sure the customers really happy. I don't really have to tell her that because she loves helping out, whether she's working with me or not. She loves having fun, which customers tend to enjoy. She loves making money, and she gets if the customers make money. They're probably happy, and if we make if we if they make money we'll probably make money if we make money she'll probably make money so it all kind of works out together so short answer is I shouldn't say short answer but to sum up this first point don't be aspirational what I'm trying to manipulate people to do just be who you are right because for Lindsay my core I told her one of the core values was have all your crap together. Maybe that's her. She's laughing. She's like, that ain't you, dude. She would, everyone would know nine seconds in, like, they don't have their crap. Not all of it. Like, we, we do a pretty good job with a lot of things, but we make mistakes all the time. So, first and foremost, they should be your actual core values, who you are as a person, not related to your business, not aspirational values you want people to have. Second of all, they should be super clear and actionable. So, people will say things like integrity for a core value, which sounds great and looks good on a plaque, but if Lindsay comes to me with an issue and I'm like, integrity, that may or may not bring clarity, right? If I say something clear, like, do what you say, keep your word, tell the truth. like It doesn't sound as fancy and corporate, but if Lindsay comes me with an issue and I go, tell the truth, much clearer. It's like, a, it's a command as opposed to a concept. And B, Lindsay might have thoughts on what integrity means and I have thoughts on what integrity means and I'm guessing some match up and some probably don't. But if I go, Lindsay, are you telling the truth? There's not a lot of, <laughs> we don't have different opinions either. It's the truth and she's saying it or it's not. And she's not. So first core values should be who you are, not aspirational. Second, they should be action oriented and clear. Um, That's probably the best they can do. And the way we help people get it is kind of think of things that drive you nuts. The opposite are generally um, your core values. People around you can often see if you ask, you know, tell me about me. And you get a lot of people saying, tells the truth, always honest, does what he says, keeps his word. Like, okay, that's probably hard work. Or like if you start hearing the same thing over and over, probably a core value. So take those, try and make them into a command. Don't worry about like saying things that make customers happy, just be you. So the question was, how do I hire people with those values? And the reason I spent so much time pre-answering is if you're not really clearing your core values, you can't really do that. So if my core values are integrity and awesomeness and graciousness and corporate structure and lenience and just a bunch of words that mean nothing, I don't really know if Lindsay's that or not that. (laughs) When I meet it's like I don't even really know what that is. So how can I put Lindsay in that box or not in that box. But if it's have fun, and I come into Lindsay, and be like, what's shaking, girl? And she looks at me like I'm insane because that's a crazy thing to say to a <laughs> person you haven't met. That's not bad on her. Just maybe having fun isn't her thing, right? And if I'm my am if I'm my ridiculous self and being silly and saying things that amuse me. And Lindsay's like, Well, I don't know how I feel about this professional, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not she's not wrong, but maybe she's just not. Into that when she's like, you're a ridiculous human. I can't believe this is an interview. I'm having a blast. Like, okay, that's a good indicator. We're kind of on the same page. If we talk about making money, and she's like, well, you know, I think you know, rich people are all bad, and you know, they all take advantage, and you know, I I want to, you know, I I don't ever want to do that. And like, maybe she's right. I'm not, but probably not a good fit with me, right? If she's like, no, I think money's great. and I, I think everyone should should make money. So the clearer you are in the core values, the easier it is for you to find, put the person in or out of that bucket. So most people aren't clear clearing their values or they have values that don't really reflect them. And then they're like, how come I can't find core values of match people? And when it comes to questions, it's just easy. Ask them a circumstance that is typical for your business and then run it through the filter of core value. So I wouldn't say, hey, Lindsay, one of our core values is helping out. You like helping out, right? (laughs) This is a job applicant. You're like, yeah, sure. Who doesn't like helping out? And most people have that as a value, but it's not her core value. So what I would say is, hey, Lindsay, one of the things you'd be doing is going into people's house and clean. What if you go in and clean and your partner has forgotten the keys? So I could be looking for a response that is... so. A non help out response, and I'm not going to tell her the answer. I'm just say, What would you do? That's a very open ended question. Well, you know, to be fair, was it my job? No, this your partner's job to get the keys. And they forgot? Yeah, they forgot. Well, I think I'm going to probably have them figure it out and fix it. They should, like, that's not a help out kind of a thing. The help out would be like, a bit, No, no question is whose fault it is because that doesn't matter. Lindsay's just going to be like, Well, how can we fix it? Is there another way we can get in? Do we need to go back? She's going to find a help out kind of situation. So, to answer your question about what kind of questions can I answer or ask, they would be just general questions that your people are going to run into. And probably the best ones are where people aren't doing what you want them to do, right? Like when I leave or give Lindsay or anyone else on the team authority to make decisions without consulting me, they always they always are going to do have fun, make money, be real, and help out. So Lindsay might do it a little different than I would have, but rarely does she do something like, What were you thinking? That's just insane. Because our values line up. So I would ask her questions that she is likely going to interact with and then see if she answers them in a way that makes sense with have fun, make money, be real, and help out. So I think that's a I think that answered the question. The last encouragement I want to give you, and this kind of ties back to the first thing we said about be actual core values, not aspirational. Is you've got to have this all the way through, right? So, like, one of my actual core values is to have fun. I'm a ridiculous human much of the time, <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, I've met this guy. I've known him for years, and that's this is the guy I've chosen to spend my working time with." Um, and a lot of times, people see that core value and they dig our vibe, and they're like, "Oh, I want that core value." Not I have that core, and not I'm not saying they're not fun people. Like most of the people who work with, they're fun people, but there's a difference between. You know, I'm a guy of integrity. Really, it probably is a core value. The reason I didn't do it is because it's like tell the truth should be given. But all that to say, I've got lots of values of that aren't core. Like I hate hurting animals or children. It's a value, but not a core value. So a lot of people have a value of, yeah, I like fun, but it's not a core value, but they see our vibe and like, oh, I want that. So they'll put have fun, but then when the interview comes, they're dressed in a suit and tie and they're super professional. And people are like, it's a complete disconnect. So whatever your values are, and again, this is why you've got to have them be your values, not the values that you want. You got to live them the whole way through. You can't bait and switch. Like If we helped you make a perfect hiring, ad that it's a ton of great people and they come, but you're, the rest of your hiring process, your onboarding process and their day-to-day experience isn't that, it's not going to work. So you can't just kind of have the core values in the interview process. It's got to be all the way through to the end. All right. That was a big preachy speechy kind of situation. So I think at some point in there, I may have danced around or even touched on the question, but it's probably enough on core values.
1: (laughs) No, I think you you answered it perfectly, especially touching on, I feel like a lot of um, our clients have struggled with uh, translating how to ask the core value questions, so those examples you gave were great. That that was such a great starting point to give people ideas of how to ask those questions. Because I feel like a lot of people will just be like, yeah, do you have fun? <laughs> so it would right. be a question to ask on an interview. It's like, yeah, of course I do. Or like, what is this person asking?
0: Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there.
1: So the next question we have is from Shayla Cruz, and she wants to know what is a good process to implement for training once you've hired people? so she can stay out of the field and only in the office
0: ah so you hear half of this segment we do where i ask answer questions is um ranting about the quality of the question dictates the quality of the answer that's a really good question specific it's got a goal i would like to be out of the out of the field um and I will say, guys and girls, certainly if we work together, we're going to want to get you out of the office as well. So we want you to be free and have your company scale and not in the office. So, but you asked how to get out of the cleaning into the office. We'll, we'll talk about that. So A, I love the question. B, um, the big mistake I see people make when it comes to training is they kind of put some arbitrary time on it. So it'll be like, well, Lindsay's only been here a month you know, kind of, and again, I get it. We have to do that to a degree with like laws. Like we can't be like, well, Lindsay was probably mature enough to drink at 17. I'm almost 50 and I'm probably not mature enough now. So like, but we, at the end of the day, we can't have, we have to be like, Hey, it's 21 or whatever they, you know, we're just going to make a law. And maybe that's a little old for Lindsay and a little young for me, but it is what it is. We kind of got to draw a line. Um, When it comes to the training, We do a lot of this arbitrary, they got to be here six months or this guy's been here longer than the other, but we don't really take the person into account. So sometimes we'll have a cleaner that's been here two or three weeks that is crushing it. And there might be a guy or gal that's been here two or three years and they did a good job, but now they're fading or whatever. So we kind of have a bunch of weird standards for trainer, right? And we think we have to pay them extra and give them a fancy title and gold plate their like mop. Like We get a bunch of weird stuff about how and what a trainer should look like. What we coach you to do is, well, first of all, I found by experience and by coaching for almost a decade that the best way to learn something is to teach it far and away, far and away. So we get cleaners to train cleaners early and often, so much so that to be out of, to graduate from their training be like a full-fledged on their own cleaner, they need to train the next guy or the next two. I, you know, two is really a good, a good number. And then we judge them based on the quality of the two people that they trained. So to answer your question, for a lot of reasons, not just to save you time, but to build a self-replicating company with people that take ownership over the company and want to be like, yeah, I care about Lindsay because I trained her. Like she got hired and we spent a week or two together and, you know, I kind of take ownership over her, how well she does here, right? And if she does a great job, that reflects well on me. And I get, just like we're talking about giving experience, um with some leadership. And I'll tell you, it's a little bit of a side note. A lot of us get this weird, like, oh, because it's so hard to find good employees and we find someone good, we give this false like path to leadership. Like, oh, you know, I got to have a supervisor. So if they do a good job, I can promote them. And then they'll be general manager. And like we try to make this career path. But the reality is, even with a multi-million-dollar cleaning company, there's not a lot of like a McDonald's. I think the highest-paid guy there makes not even six figures, maybe, right? And they might be a multi-million-dollar company because they've got really good systems, right? So instead of telling our cleaners, "Yeah, there's this path to leader," you know, like even if you are quote-unquote a trainer, what's you know, instead of making eighteen bucks, you make nineteen fifty. Like, what does that really mean? You know, what, are you going to buy a new house? Like, <laughs> that's not going to make any difference in your in your day to day. So. Instead of giving this false sense of like leadership path, just have them be a leader where they're at, have them conduct the group interviews, have them train people. Even after they're trained, we have employees check other employees' work and everyone checks everybody's work. So there's not this trainer thing because the trainer things like, well, they have to be a certain amount. We have to, and like, we don't really have a path to get them there. But really, all I'm saying is if Lindsay's a trainer and I'm a trainee or she's a lead or a crew thing or whatever. Really, what I'm saying is I can't do my job, right? Like I have one job, which is to clean this thing properly, but I'm not very good at it. So Lindsay has to come along and make sure I do my job right. Well, then why do I need me? Why not just hire Lindsay? Like we don't need two of us, like her, me to do the job and her to watch me do the job or fix the job. Well, she's gonna fix it. Why don't we just ever do it in the first place? So short answer to your very beautiful question, Shayla, is the process to implement is train trainers or train train cleaners to become trainers. And that is the best way they learn. They're going to feel great. You're going to build leadership. It makes you free. And you're going to have systems and processes for to check each other's work. But yeah, that'll keep you out of the training. And um, it's better for the employees, better for the team, better for everything. Cool. And that's all I have to say about that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Off soapbox. All right. Do we have time for one more?
0: Lindsay says we have one more. We're going to do one more.
1: All right. This one comes from chat. So it's special. Ashley in chat wants to know, before hiring, how do I get my business where my future employees are under a 1099 for taxes and make sure future employees are set up for payroll in the best way?
0: So that's a bit of a confusing question, but I'll do my best. So 1099 typically is a contractor who would not be payroll. Payroll to me indicates you're going to be taking payroll taxes out. Um, paying for workers' compensation insurance, taking payroll taxes out, both part of their wages plus as an employer, you have to contribute and then filing your 941s and your 945s. If in the US, I don't know what they call it in Canada. So 1099 would not be that. If they earn hundred bucks, you just pay them hundred bucks and it is on them to pay their own taxes. The W-2 employee they earn a hundred bucks. You run a payroll or to be specific, you pay a payroll company is what I would coach you to do to take out all those taxes and distribute it. And they get their 83 bucks or whatever's left over. Um, and then the payroll company would pay the government as as required. So if they're going to be 1099, you wouldn't really need a payroll. I mean, you would just pay the person like a vendor, right? Like whatever the bill is, you just pay it. There's not really running a payroll. If you were going to want a payroll, that would be for W two employees, and then you wouldn't want to have a payroll company. So, I'm not sure I understood the question, but that's the best answer I got. Was I missing something, Lindsay? Did you, did you get some in the chat that I missed?
1: No, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> so cool. Um, and
0: I will give you guys one thing. There's a lot of people like I want to go 10.99. It's you know it's cheap, and I'm saving money. Um, you can save money, but the reality is. A most of the time, when you say they're t- because when you say they're 10.99 and they're cleaners, they're really not. Because and the frustrating part in both Canada, and the United States, even Australia, the laws are really squishy. Like, do you control their time? Like, well, kind of. Do you provide their supplies? You should be right, like McDonald's. Because you imagine McDonald's, like, oh, use whatever burgers you want. It's no big deal. Like, well, no, no, you got to use these burgers, right? And so you should be controlling their time. Do you give them training? Do you pay a uh llc a corporation or do you pay them personally there's like all these sort of things and at the end of the day even if you try your best an auditor could just come in and be like no nah, these are w2 employees and then you run the risk you're exposed to like back tax i just you don't want to be in the part of like your whole business blown up because some auditor decided for the last three years all 86 people you've employed were w2 versus contractors and again if you really do have a contract relationship where they could do other things you're paying a thing you know talk to a labor lawyer make sure you got it right so most of the time, when people think they're 1099, they're like, "Oh, well, I'll just call them in 1099, and that'll protect me." It's like, or that'll that'll then I don't have to pay taxes. Like, yeah, that'd be like me going to my largest site and make any income, and then I won't have to pay income tax. Like, sure, until you get audited, that works. That works great, but not so well afterwards. And then the other thing for me personally is uh, workers' compensation insurance. If I'm asking my employees to go out into the world and physically do things, like Lindsay's a contractor, but she doesn't you know, I guess if a meteor fell on her head while she sat, I don't know that that would be like me as a, you know, Lindsay's looking up like, why, why did, why do I have to get hit by the meteor? Um, I'm not asking her to take her body and go to the world and do physical things where she is likely to get injured. Right. Uh, Not that your people are likely to get injured, but they are out in the world doing things with their body, getting in a car, (laughs) using equipment, sometimes getting on ladders, reaching dogs, all sorts of stuff. Right. So for me personally, if I had someone where there's a risk they would get hurt, I would want workers' compensation insurance. So if they do get hurt, they're going to sue you anyway. You can just be like, talk to the workers' comp people. I can still be friends with the employee. They don't feel like I've scammed them. If I don't have insurance, they're looking for me to do it. What if it's some $200,000 hospital? The whole thing is just yucky. Um, and they're also going to sue anyone near, right? So the client that they were going to, it just the money that you quote unquote save, You're only saving it if you're competing against other people that aren't saving it. And a good like, so say you're competing with me, and I'm like on the residential side, I'm four hundred bucks a month, and you're three hundred bucks a month. Well, I'm going to tell the p, I'm going to tell the homeowner, hey, this is a beautiful million dollar home. We only put, you know, insured, like we're licensed. Like these people are trained. They're not. Yeah, we pay payroll taxes. We follow the laws. And that's four hundred dollars. I'm sure there's a guy out there with mop and a hope that'll do it for a nickel and a hug. If that's what you're looking for, go do that. And the good customers are going, like, no, 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 I don't want that in my house. I want I'd rather pay a little extra and get the good thing. So all that to say, um, just be careful. If you're gonna go 1099, A, make sure you really are 1099, talk with a labor lawyer in your province or state. And B, if you're like me, you're gonna want to make sure they're covered, right? If they do get hurt, you you don't want that to be on you financially. Um, you know, what if they can't work again? And workers' comp's like, that's just handled. So for me, it's cheap insurance, it's not particularly cheap but to be able to sleep at night relatively cheap all right i think i talked enough (laughs) hopefully i answered some most maybe even all of her question but i did my best
1: sounded good to me
0: all right that's why i have Lindsay just so when i'm like i think that was terrible No, no no you're not that terrible okay good good we're good um anything else we need or should we wrap it girl
1: i think we should wrap it for this week
0: Cool. Cleaning Nation. Uh, Again, we do this live every Wednesday. If you're like, I want to be a part, you can join the Facebook group and ask live or you can email support at growmycleaningcompany.com with your question. Lindsay will hook that up. Um, And if you need any support at all, just go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We've got way over a thousand episodes of podcasts, tons of free content. I think you can talk to a coach, all sorts of crap, nothing for sale, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job.